gentlemen, welcome on in to an absolutely fantastic episode of Bar Talk. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, happy Thursday, happy Friday, happy Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever it is that you are listening to this. I hope you are having the absolutely best day ever. And guys, remember, you have the power, my friends, to turn it around and make it an absolutely extraordinary day. Okay, before we dive in, I just would like to say that as I'm filming this and I was doing my audio check, I realized that um, there are wind chime noises in the background. So you might be able to hear them. You might, you might not be able to hear them. I will explain why that is um, shortly, but guys, just know that I am so happy to be back. I have missed all of you. I have missed having these conversations. I have missed bar talk. Um, I took an unexpected break. Um, I realized that I needed to focus on filling up my cup and taking care of myself, which meant taking a break a little bit longer than expected and just kind of, you know, going a little bit off the grid. I think sometimes with uh, social media, you can be go, 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 go. And it's great because that's part of this process. That is part of the grind that people call it. But sometimes it's really important to pause and reflect within and just make sure that your cup is getting filled up too. And I know that for me, that was something that I needed to do. And I think I felt that my life um, we'll say gracefully pushed me towards taking a break. Um, okay. So I guess without getting into too many details about that, um, I want to tell you guys what I learned in this little unexpected time off. And I had someone say to me once, like, you need to learn to just ride the wave, which I thought was the biggest load of hippie dippy bullshit I've ever heard of in my life. However, I think it's the truth. And I think what I'm learning to do with riding the wave is ride it with no direction on where you think you need to go or where you want to go. Just ride it and see where it takes you. Um, and that's kind of been something that I have been trying to do a much better job of is just ride the wave and see where it takes you because where it's going to take you is going to be way better than we thought. In my last episode, I talked about learning to surrender and uh, what was funny about that episode, or not funny, I guess maybe ironic is more of the, the proper phrasing for it. Um, I forgot a while back I had sent my cousin a video and it popped up in my head and it is by this woman named Gabrielle Bernstein. Um, if you ever get the chance to look her up, I would definitely suggest looking her up, but she did a, um, a soul, a super soul Sunday, like mini, like Ted talk almost like, and she has these, uh, five rules of surrendering. And the last rule that she says is once you think you've surrendered, surrender even more. And I think that's something that I definitely, I'm doing now is okay. I surrender. Okay. I'm doing it more. I'm going to surrender more. And I'm trying to just let go of where, just let go of it all in a good way, in a very good way. And then I think if there's one thing that, um, I've realized, and honestly, it's, I don't know if you guys are watching, if, if you're watching this, 
um, you'll be able to tell if you're listening, you won't, but uh, my setup's a little bit different and that's because I've moved. Uh, that was kind of one of the things that happened to me in this unexpected break was I had to um, move pretty quickly and it, it all happened exactly the way it was meant to happen. It happened um, in like divine timing and everything had aligned perfectly with my angels. And what's funny is being in here, sitting down, recording this, looking around at my, at my loft, it's just me and I love it. I've realized that I am exactly where I need to be. And that is a beautiful feeling is being exactly where you need to be in the moment and not looking back in the rear view mirror, even though reflection is not a bad thing, just don't get stuck back there and not looking too far ahead. Because I think sometimes when we get so focused on being too far ahead, we're not, we're not present to what is happening right now in front of us. So guys, for those of you who are listening, for those of you who are watching, I want you to look around at where you're at right now. And I want you to feel it, smell it, see it, see every tiny detail and take and really take in the moment in, whether it's your walking down the street, you're in the grocery store, you're at a bar, you're in your house, you're at work, wherever it is that you are, if you're driving, I want you to take this moment in. Just take it in and look around. What is it that you're feeling? How do you feel? Because where you are right now is exactly where you're meant to be. So embrace it and enjoy it. Okay. All right, guys. So like I said, I moved and I'm still trying to figure out my like setup right now because um, I'm just trying to figure it out. So if anyone knows how to organize a shelf, do you know how hard it is to like balance out like a bookcase or like a shelf, like a shelving unit? Like I have looked on Pinterest, I have looked on TikTok and I get everything is like, they have these, I don't know, all these weird things that I don't really think you need. So if anyone knows how to do it, I would love your suggestions. Or if you would like to send me what your bookshelf looks like so I can get some inspiration. But if not, I will be calling over my best friend, Miss Morgan Howard, AKA Morgan Manizzi. And you are going to help balance out my bookshelf because I have no app. I have no idea how to do this. This is like a lot harder than I thought. I don't know if you guys can tell, but it's like all right there. And we're just like trying to figure it out. Um, yes. Okay. So there's that guys, let me go ahead and tell you a little bit about our guest this evening. I actually filmed this episode a while back and then my life kind of, uh, a lot, a lot happened in my life. So I just wasn't able to, uh, get this out in the, in the fashion that I wanted to, but guys, our guest this evening is an old high school friend of mine. And that is miss vanity Walsh. Um, vanity I've known vanity since I was a freshman. So since I was 14 years old and, uh, I, I said this in the beginning of the episode, but there are just certain people you meet in your life that you know are going to do things and you don't really know what it is, but you just know they're going to do something. And that was vanity. I just knew vanity was going to do some incredible things. But before we go ahead and dive into that, I do want to put out a trigger warning for those of you who are listening or watching. Um, we talk about domestic violence in this conversation. We talk about... Um, trauma as well that vanity has faced. Um, 
So if this is something that maybe you think you might be triggered by, um, make sure you are listening or watching this with someone you feel comfortable with or make sure you can call someone right afterwards to talk about this. Cause these, this was a really heavy conversation. And I just wanna make sure that while I know that this is going to be extremely impactful, I want to be very sensitive to those who are listening where you, know, you make sure that you have someone to talk to when you are done with this, okay? Um, but let me tell you a little bit more about Miss Vanity. And um, I, guys, I just think what's incredible about her is she has had every reason to give up and she has had every reason to throw in the towel. And you know what? She hasn't. And I know she's not going to. And I just think that there's something so beautiful about uh, Vanity's outlook on life the um, perspective that she views life through. And I hope that that is something that you can take away from this because life is not easy. And sometimes no one ever tells you just how hard life is gonna get. And I think what has been so beautiful about this conversation that I've had with Vanity is her outlook on life is just giving her more and more gratitude. It's incredible. She's absolutely incredible. Um, and I want to go ahead and dive on into this. But before we go ahead and do that, guys, I got two quick things. Since I have my own place, one of the things I absolutely love about it is that I am in complete control of the smells. <laughs> meaning the candles that I am lighting. And as you guys know, the only candle I trust to have burning in my house is LYW candles. LYW candles standing for light your way. And honestly, what has been beautiful about uh, this company, guys, is it's more than a candle. It is a inspiration. It is a reminder to you that you are in control of your destiny. You are in control of the path that you choose to take. And one of the candles that I have that I'm going to light right now, if you're watching the background, hold on, I got to dip back a little deeper. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm going, I almost fell. Hold on. That's, that would not be good. Ugh. Okay. It's not as close as the last setup, guys. Okay, uh, this is going to be the Nightscape uh, Sage, Oak, Guava, and Berkmont. <laughs> that was the way I had to look it up last time. Um, all right, let's go ahead and light this guy. Woohoo! beautiful. We're not using matches anymore. Those were dangerous, okay? Um, but guys, LYW is kind enough to give you 20% off your next order. And with the time that this episode is coming out, guys, it's fall, which means that it is perfect for those fall scented candles. And Hannah has a few fall scented candles that one of them is the orchard that I'm just absolutely obsessed with. She had it last year, brought it back, bright apples, orange peeled and muddled wine. Yum. And it also smells absolutely outstanding. The harvest. And I'm thought, I thought there was one more. Let me find it. Hold, I'm looking it up. But guys, we love a good fall candle burning in our house. And I'm telling you, you're gonna want it. Um, oh, she's got some new ones too. Ooh, girl, I gotta go order these. Yes, queen. All right, I gotta order these right now. Let's finish this up. <laughs> okay. Anyways, guys, head on over to LYW's Instagram account, which is LYW Candles. 
or their website, which is lywcandles.com and get 20% off your next order using promo code BARTALK20. Again, that is promo code BARTALK20. Don't forget to use it at checkout. Okay, guys. And then secondly, um, by the time you listen to this, football season is going to begin. Holy shit. That is crazy. And with football season beginning, that means that if you're planning on going to any of the NFL stadiums, NFL stadiums definitely have different bag policies. So this is going to be for my ladies, but gentlemen, if you are listening and you have a sister or uh, your significant other who maybe isn't aware of the bag policy, I'm telling you, you're going to want to one, inform them and two, send them over to Margot page. Okay. Margot page is a handbag, uh, for all year wear made with durable and recycled materials. Okay. Guys, I absolutely adore these. And what I love about these bags is not only are they extremely durable, but they're also super cute. I don't know if anyone who's ever gone to like an NFL game before, but like I didn't know the first time I went to a game that you couldn't wear like a normal bag. And ladies, let's be real. Like we may be wearing like crossbody bags right now, but like they'll probably tell you it's too big, even though it's barely the size of your one tit. I'm like being super dramatic, but whatever. Anyways, so let me go ahead. I'm going to show you guys for those watching and for those listening, I will explain to you two of my favorite bags from them. Okay, hold on. Margot Page sent me these two bags and honestly, I'm obsessed with them. So again, I told you a fanny pack has made a comeback. Every, like I go downtown and everyone's wearing a fanny pack. So guys, this one is the clear uh, fanny pack. Uh, definitely good to wear across your chest, on your hip, um, hip, waist, hip, don't lie, by Shakira. You know what I'm talking about, guys, okay? Um, and guys, it's just super cute. Um, I would totally recommend getting this. It has some nice chain chains on it, so it has a little bit of like bling to it, so to speak, and then you can adjust the straps on it as well. But this guy is my absolute favorite. It is the crossed body fringe, and she just came out with three new ones, guys, in silver, gold and rose gold. I have mine in black. Okay. I love it. Um, and it's like the perfect size to just fit everything in. You can put your like IDs and wallets in there. There's a nice little like slip spot for that. Um, some little braided banding and just wear it across and it's perfect. And it's all you need. Okay. Especially when you're going out to like a game or honestly, guys, maybe you just want to like zhuzh up your wardrobe a little bit come the fall. I'm telling you, these are absolutely fantastic. I love them. I get compliments every time I wear Margot page out. So you guys are going to want to get this. So for my ladies listening, go ahead and buy it. I love a new handbag very reasonably priced. And I got a promo code for you. And gentlemen, I'm telling you, your lady is probably not going to know about bag policies, especially if you're taking her to an NFL game. And there's nothing more embarrassing than your girl going to a game and being pissed off that she can't bring her entire bag in. Happen to me. Okay. So guys, anyways, head on over to Margot Page's Instagram account, which is Margot underscore page or head on over to their website, which is margopage.com. And they're going to give you 10% off your next order using code BARTALK10, okay? So head on over there, promo code BARTALK10, and you will get 10% off your next order. All right, guys. And then lastly, um, if you have been coming to the bar with me for a while, 
please know from the bottom of my heart how absolutely grateful I am. Uh, if this is your first time to the bar with me, guys, welcome on in. I would love it if you would subscribe on our YouTube page. Everything across the board is Bar Talk with Jenna or follow us along. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on TikTok and we are on YouTube. Okay. Uh, leave a review if you have enjoyed this episode. Believe me, reviews help more than you know. Um, and guys, I would just like you to tell a little bit of everyone about it. So if you're at a bar or if you're talking to your friend and you think that they would benefit from a conversation or from listening to this conversation, grab their phone, subscribe to Bar Talk with Jenna without them realizing it. We are on uh, Spotify. We are on um, Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Play. So just take it, type it on and subscribe. And then one day they're going to wake up and realize, oh my God, what is this? And then they're going to be a part of the Bar Talk community with us all. So go do that guys. I love it. But, um, okay. That is it. That is all my call to action order for you guys. So thank you so much for listening along. If you are still here with us <laughs> at this point in the conversation, but ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and dive on into what is going to be an absolutely, um, inspiring conversation with, uh, this guest this evening. So ladies and gentlemen, without absolute further ado, the reason you are all here today, my conversation with the one, the only Miss Vanity Walsh. Thank you again for coming here. I appreciate it. We're cheersing with our, our water bottles. So, um, okay. So can I call you squishy? Yeah, you may call me squishy because that's how I remember you. I was going to say that was our nicknames in high school. That's and how I was, we greeted each other. Yeah, squishy. It just was like the normal thing. Um, so I was thinking about before you got here, like I was like, you know, there are certain people you meet in your life that um, you just know they're special. And that was you. And I can't – and there are certain things you just can't explain. You know, it's just like a, a feeling I always – felt that way towards you. I was like, Vanity's just special. Like, she's just going to do shit. I don't know what she's going to do, but I just, I felt that when I met you freshman year at D. And uh, obviously you've had quite, I mean, a decade. I mean, it's been a decade, you know, but like a decade of highs and lows and yeah, almost dying <laughs> seven times and in and, and, and a roller coaster, we'll say. But I think what's so beautiful right now is you have this sense of, um, like clarity and um resilience and there's just like to me you see the light in a lot of situations when a lot of people don't and yeah. we're gonna talk about all of that because I want to talk about all of that but before we can talk about the highs we unfortunately have to talk about the lows of because you know but you can't have highs without lows is what I've uh was conversating the lows are actually my favorite the lows yeah. are my favorite because they're the reason that I am the way that I am now. Yeah, that you bounce back. I had to go through a lot of lows yeah. in order for me to like mm-hmm. find myself. <laughs> yeah. So talk to me first about um, your first relationship when you were 19. My first relationship when I was 19. Well, not technically your first relationship, but your the relation. I know you did a, an IG live about just how um, – like I, I guess let me re- let me rewind too. I I can't – I'd like to think I'm vulnerable and then I meet you and I'm like, fuck, I really need to like step up my game because like, (laughs) I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, but I think it's, people don't understand how hard it is to share and to be open and to tell people about like not the prettiest of moments in our lives, Mm -hmm. but that's where like connectivity happens. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
I guess you can briefly explain to people that relationship and then what that what being in that relationship taught you. No, we're talking about the one where physical abuse. Yes. Me and my ex used to fight. Yes. Um. So that relationship was kind of like, God, you know what? I want to say I met this guy when I was with Annalisa at like North Avenue Beach with Samantha. Like it was like freshman year. And I met him when I was like 16 or like sophomore year. Mm -hmm. And um, we met at the beach and he thought that we were older. Everybody thought that we were older. Yeah. And um, I remember we were like kissing and flirting. And he was like, so what school do you guys go to? And we were like, Jesus. And he was like, what college is that? I've never heard of that. And I'm like, Uh, school and he was like you're like jailbait i'm like 20 i think he was like 23 or something like that and he was like holy so um he messaged me every year until i turned 18 and when he actually messaged me the last time i was like about to be 19 Mm -hmm. and he would just be like so you're 18 yet and i'm like not yet yeah a year later i'd get another text and be like "Mm, one more year (laughs) and um yeah my mom had Me and my mom had bumped heads good enough to where I was gone. And I had just gotten, like, this little apartment in Lincoln Park, like, at this, like, um, garden unit. And I'm, like, I just reconnected with him, and he helped me move in. He helped me get all my things in there. And I was there for about, like, three months until, like, we just moved in together. Like, he was just like, you should just, like come move in here with me. Like, I'll take care of you. And what doesn't sound more amazing to a 19-year-old girl who's been put out on the streets? Than being provided for, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, what do you mean you'll take care of me? Like, and he was like, I'll take care of you, you know? Like, I love you. And at that point, I still hadn't said I love you back. Like, I was like, yeah, whatever, I'll just sleep at night. Because, like, I was just, like, young, and, like, I didn't know I was finding myself. Right. um, and yeah, so I moved in with him right away, and I started like working in nightclubs, like underage, fake ID, mm-hmm. and um, he was like, he, he was training to be an MMA fighter, and so he uh, he was like, I want to work on the weekends too, so he started doing security, I started working, uh, doing bottle service, and for a while it was great, like mm-hmm. for a while, like everybody who ran into us were like, you are our favorite like like industry couple like you know and and it was because sober he was amazing like he was like the type of like boyfriends like bring you gifts at your job and like all Mm -hmm. your girlfriends are like oh my god he brought you a michael kors watch you know Mm -hmm. like like just to pop up and do sweet sweet things Mm -hmm. um but he had a problem with blacking out and when he would black out it was just like a different person like Mm -hmm. it was like you couldn't see the same person in his eyes anymore and the blacking out like at first was just like arguments you know Mm -hmm. um and i think that he was just waiting for me to cheat on him like Mm. he had been like cheated on um and i know that like he didn't have a lot of like strong female role models in his life and like every time he got drunk it was just like i know you're cheating on me i know you're a you know, a skank and this. And I was just like, I don't like being called out of my name. I've always had, like, a temper. And, right. Um, I've, I mean, whether it's a guy or a girl, like, if you call me something that I don't feel is correct at that moment, like, I will lash out. And I just, I did. I was the one to, like, swing the first few times. But, like, 
always lost. Like, I would, like, fly from one room to the other room, like, Superman punch in the air, and then um, he would start swinging back, and then before you knew it, I was the one on the floor getting kicked in the ribs. Like, I wasn't winning. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing was that we would just, we would go to sleep, and the next morning he would wake up, and we'd look at each other, and he would be like, why is your face like that? Why is my lip, like, why is my lip bloody? Like, why... And I would just like, you know, you could just see it in my face and he would just break down and he would cry. And it was just like an emotional roller coaster that we went on mm-hmm. because you could see the remorse and you could see him mm-hmm. like he would be like on his knees. Like, I don't remember anything. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know mm-hmm. what happened. And, you know, here I am retelling the story and he's mortified. Right. Um, but then again, I'm also I'm also uh as immature as I was, I also felt like I took responsibility for being like, well, I was the one to swing on you first, mm-hmm. you know? And um, that's what my mom always raised me was like, if you want to fight a dude, she's like, a dude's going to fight you, but he's going to fight you like a dude. Mm-hmm. So like, pick up a chair, break it over his head and run for your freaking life because you're never going to beat a guy. Mm-hmm. And um, we did that like vicious cycle for like two and a half years and it was just like it wasn't getting any better the fights were happening more often I was just more resentful and um I just I did I stayed because I was I had too much pride to go straight back to my parents and just feel like I tried making it on the real in the real world and my boyfriend beats me up so um can I move back home you know um I couldn't do it like I didn't tell like even like my best friends like nobody knew and yeah, I don't. I just really started to outgrow him, and he started to like make it seem like the lifestyle we were living was was completely fine. Like he was gonna be okay living that for the rest of his life. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, this isn't the end game for me. Or yeah. It shouldn't be the end game for you. Like, I don't want to be a bottle service girl for the rest of my life, but I don't want you to be a security guard for the rest of your life. And um, it it just it took a break. And, you know, uh, I tried to give him another chance. And that that was, like, the time where uh, there were, like, a few scary times with him. And one of them was definitely we were driving and we were we had um, we were on our way home from work. And he said something to me in the car and I was the one driving. And I remember I think I went to, like, hit him and he grabbed my arm and he twisted it behind my back so now I'm like face facing my knees and I'm driving and I have one hand on the steering wheel and like I have no idea where we're going like my foot is on the gas Mm -hmm. I'm like twisted up and I remember like finally like being able to like just like slam on the brakes pull jump out of the car and I went to go run and he caught up to me and gave me a good few knees to like the stomach and I was on the floor and then he was like come on fucking go like sorry. <laughs> oh it's it's bar talk you can say whatever it's like, yeah. let's go and at that point i was like i'm not about to walk home like mm-hmm. my ribs hurt um and there was like that was like a time where i was scared because like i was driving and i didn't know where i was going mm-hmm. um and then the the last time was definitely just it was new year's and we had like decided to spend new year's together and when we got home, he just started, and we just um, started going at it, and, like, he choked me so hard that, like, I literally, like, started to throw up, and I ran, 
and I she's just remember, yeah. <laughs> oh God, sorry. You're okay. Yeah. Um, and I just remember like getting yanked by my hair and dragged back out into like the living room. And like when he got on top of me and he was like, "You're gonna die tonight," I was like, "Oh my God, I really am gonna die tonight." Like it was just like that was not him. And um, and again, like I. I've made peace with him. Um, we've made peace with each other. I think that sometimes people pull out the bad in people and sometimes people pull out the good in people. I'm not saying what he did was right, mm -hmm. but he definitely dealt with 19-year-old vanity. Like, I think one time I had, like, a fit about us going to the mall and he promised to buy me a dress. And because we didn't get the dress because we had to go to work. Mm -hmm. And he was like, no, we have to come back another time. Like, I remember, like pouting in the car and I'm like oh my god like how old were you but I was 19 I was yeah. a teenager like that's what I would have done if my mom or dad had taken me to the mall like you're gonna get you a dress and then no dress like really like yeah um but so I think that like you know he had to like raise kind of like a girl into a woman a little bit and and mm. see me go through those stages and and again one of my immaturity things was to put hands on somebody that I was dating. Like, I thought that that was okay, and it's not. Mm -hmm. And I've never encountered this situation again. And that, to me, also just shows that, like, you know, I think that I could have encountered it again had I not learned my lessons from yep. this relationship and been like, all right, you like getting kneed in the ribs and mm -hmm. black eyes? Like, well, then maybe you should keep your hands to yourself. And... Um, I'm definitely understand that there are women out there that just get hit for no reason. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like that is not okay. But I'm saying like, if you can prevent it, then learn from your mistakes. And that's why I say I like the, the dark parts that I went through because mm -hmm. I wouldn't know any of this. Right. Had I not went through it, had I not seen it firsthand myself. Like yeah. you can hear other people's stories, but you wouldn't know it yourself. And I think that like I've proven to myself with every relationship, like trying to improve a certain mm -hmm. way, trying to improve on myself or how I behave in a relationship mm -hmm. um, to get different outcomes. <laughs> for for women or, or men, honestly, who are listening to this and if they, maybe they know someone who is struggling, but they, but they can't. Cause I think what's, what's hard is we all have friends who you have inklings you know, you have like your suspicions, but you don't ever want to verbalize them because you don't want to, one, say something that it's not true and then you look like this terrible person and then they're back with them and then they don't, you know, like you, then you're not the friend and, anymore. And then you're not they're the friend like, yeah. anymore. But I guess if you could say something to anyone who's listening or watching of like, what, what would have helped you in that situation, um, like friend wise, like was there something you felt like you needed from friends, from loved ones, from family members that could have maybe gotten you out of it sooner? Um, that's hard just because when I love, mm -hmm. I love very hard mm -hmm. and I'm even protective over the person I love. Um, there had, there was occasions where our neighbors had called the cops and the cops had shown up and as soon as the cops, as soon as we opened the doors, I was like, no, everything's fine here. Like, no, yeah, I dropped a picture frame on the floor. Like, you know, there were times that, like, he was asked to leave our home, and then as soon as they left, I was like, where are you at? Like, come back. Come like, back, yeah. Um, 
So I think that like your mind just has to be made up in that. Like I don't think that anybody could have helped me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think if somebody had found out and they had been like, Dan, you're better than this. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing? Right. Um, but I gave that relationship like 150%. Like I just tried to like prove like not all women are the same. And, you know, I just tried to love someone into a better person. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not perfect. I'm sure that I did a lot of stuff that was not great in that relationship. But I think that I did make my mark on that person. And I think that that person is the better person from this. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think if anything had I had communication with my family, my mom would have been like the first person I had gone to and mm -hmm. talked to. But because I was just such a rebellious teenager and such a <laughs> um, I wasn't seeking with my family and I think that that's what made the difference mm -hmm. you know um, because I've always had the type of family that we could like go to each other and talk about serious things or have open conversations um, mm -hmm. my parents always made sure that we felt comfortable talking to them and I mean even in high school like I'd be like mom I made out with so and so or mm -hmm. like I would come home to tell my mom that was like the first person I told <laughs> My mom would be like, you know, I don't need to know who you're making out with. But I'm like, oh my God, I want to tell you. But like, mom, I'm so excited. Can you just be happy for me, please? <laughs> this guy's super goddamn hot. He drives this nice car, mom. Like, <laughs> you're 16 years old. Like, it's candy apple red, okay? Oh my like, God. <laughs> right. Good. Nice, nice candy apple red car. Um, What, again, like if, if there are people who are listening was there a moment, like, obviously you said, like, he he told you, like, you're, you're going to die tonight, and you believed that. I, I, I'm going to assume, and if I'm wrong, tell me, like, that was the breaking point. Like, that was it. Like, I'm, I, get out. Like. Yeah, that's what, that's when I took the advice that my mom had given me, and I just remember, remember my mom telling me about a guy who got kind of, like, aggressive with her, and that she was in the car with him, mm -hmm. and that she was, like calmed him down I was like okay you're right let's just head home and just waited for a red light and just bolted at a red light and she was like I needed to calm him down mm -hmm. so that I could make my escape and right. um and that's what I did like I literally just snapped out of it and it wasn't like going tit for tat anymore and it wasn't like who's the badass here it was like baby why are we fighting mm -hmm. baby why are you mad no I'm sorry I didn't mean anything I just said uh, let's go lay down mm -hmm. like, you know I love you and I just said anything to like get whoever that person was because like I couldn't see him in his eyes anymore to just like calm down enough to lay down and as soon as I heard like a snore like I was out of there like Bolt. I don't even yeah bolted 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 out like yeah um and I've seen that person since and again it's we are cordial um we're at peace with each other there's no animosity we understand that we both played par parts in that relationship and that you know we're better apart mm -hmm. i think that's the understanding that we've come to mm -hmm. um we don't wish bad on each other but i can't say that i fully like would trust myself alone in a room it, it, especially if there was alcohol involved like, right you know like if there was alcohol involved i'd be like okay see you later it was great seeing you right like um, just because I'd be afraid of like that other person to come back. Right. You said something about um, being 
happier being right, which I, I've never heard it put that way, but I think it's like, I was like, oh my God, it's so true because we live in a world where I think everyone wants the final word. And also <laughs> your girl's like super fucking spiritual and into the moon and shit. And mm-hmm. like right now we're in like Leo season. So everyone needs to be fucking right. And everyone's pride is like through the fucking roof right now. But I think what's so interesting about what you said is like, you know, I had a situation happen to me where I was talking to someone and um, they had said something to me that had nothing to do with me, but it was a lot of projection. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, you are so fucking wrong. <laughs> like, you are so fucking, like, I think they said something like, I know you don't have anyone in your life, um, but just know I'm here for you. And in my head, I'm like, well, you you just showed me your deck. It was, again, this is all like internal dialogue. And I was right, like, right, and right, I was right. like, but I'm not telling you that. So I just said, okay. Mm-hmm. And I walked away. And I think old Jenna. That's that. Yeah, two plus two is, is five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got it. You it's got five. it. It's five. <laughs> but I think that's such a, it's such a great um, lesson of like, do you need to have the final word? Do you need to have the final straw? Or can you just be happy and realize you need to move on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And, and I, again, like I have to, my mom, <clears throat> my mom is very, um, spiritual we are into the zodiac signs and she does like i mean she's probably gonna chart us all pretty soon but um but she she is like my eyes and ears and Mm -hmm. she kind of has always given me like the heads up or like the right kind of wisdom Mm -hmm. and that's like wisdom that i like i give like free game to like people on instagram like i'm like you know my mom came to me and my brother a few months ago and told us that she was like listen right now it's not about being right. It's about being happy. And she like sat down, me and my brother individually, and she was like, you guys have things to work on. But it's not about being right. It's about being happy. So it, even if someone is this and that, who cares? As long as you're happy, let them be, you know, thinking or doing whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Doesn't We don't need to come in and be like, by the way, you're wrong. Exactly. Uh, you know, like, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. And And that's... I've been able to apply that to a lot of things in life since we've had that conversation and things in my past where it was like, yeah, no, like, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And and uh, that could be the difference between, like, being here mm-hmm. and not being here. And uh, one thing that I really learned to do is to try to avoid bad blood at all costs. Mm. Like, uh, my mom thinks it's an issue. I don't know. My therapist doesn't really think it's the worst thing. But <laughs> um, if I meet you and you don't like me, mm-hmm. I've been like this since a kid. I have an issue with rejection. Mm. And so I will make it like my goal for the year for you to like me. Like I will go out of my way to kill you with kindness knowing that you don't like me just so that you have to come back to me at some point and be like, so I thought you were a bitch when I met you. And actually, you're really fucking nice. And I'll be like, thanks. Thanks for being honest and admitting that. And then, you know, don't get me wrong. It's still genuine. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to be nice to you. I'm still. But, like, I just don't like it when people, like, either see me or they're just like, oh, I bet she's just a freaking stuck up bitch. And I'm just like, oh, oh, watch this. Like, I will show up with cookies. Like, here, 
baked you cookies. Like, <laughs> if anyone would do it, it would be you. It would, honest to God, be you. Because I just, I, I know that, like, I, I, I like to make friends. I mm-hmm. love people. I love people more than I probably should love people because people have been bad to me. Mm-hmm. And I just still, I see the good in people. That's why I've had so many bad people around me. It's like, I'm like, I know that they do this, this, and that, but... I think that they're really good at their core and I'm gonna like be there to help them like find their goodness and then it comes out like, oh, they, they did this, this and that. Oh, I kinda knew that they were involved with things like that, but mm-hmm. I believed in their good. <laughs> yeah, it's you always try to see the good in people. I think it's a it's an admirable quality when you try to um, cause sometimes people just need you they almost need you to like bring it out of them. You know, not that I ever think it's like our jobs to like make other people better. But I think if you show kindness to others, you just have no idea how it's going to impact them. And and it's really as simple as just like looking someone in the eye saying like, how are you doing today? Like, and it sounds so and fucking being silly. About it. Yeah. And being genuine about yeah. it. Yeah. Just be, just be honest. And oh God. Um, okay. So other, I mean, guys, vanity is just like. Again, I, I I remember hearing about your fiance mm-hmm. um, a few years back and just being like, I think my heart's shaking right now and it's kind of crazy because mm-hmm. I just remember being like in disbelief, I guess, because it doesn't, it sounds so, um, I don't even know what the words are, like like not real. Like I guess that's, it, it, it just doesn't sound like something that would ever happen and Hearing that you were okay, I was like, okay, is I'm, I'm happy Vanity's okay. Like, really, like, I'm just happy that you're okay. Um, and again, I know some people know your your story and some people don't, but you want to, I'll just let you tell yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so this is, like, a part of my life that I, like, think about frequently, and I know and I can admit to myself that, like, I wasn't always a good person, and I just mean that... When I was living on my own and I was trying to find my way, I just, I kind of just like went into like survival of the fittest or like whatever I had to do to survive. And I kind of just like threw like my book of like morals and principles like out the window. And um, like just everything that my parents had taught me, you know, my mom always told me like, if you do bad, bad will come to you at some point, at some, like, you know, at, at some time, it will come to you. Mm-hmm. And I always listened to that as a kid, but then I got older and I was just like, yeah, what's my mom? No, like not always because, you know, if I can get away with this and I can get away with that. And I, I really think that a lot of my bad karma just stems from those, you know, from like the last 10 years of my life of making decisions that were reckless or even just like immoral, just not the way I was raised. And I think that I was, you know, just living in the city and I was working in nightlife and it is nightlife is a different group of humans you know um they are your night owl people yeah but they open up Alice in Wonderland for the world for you Mm. like like you can literally be like hey we were lied to you know um and and I and I mean that with just like you know the amount of drinking that people do and think that it's normal with the amount of drugs that people do and it's just normalized um with with just like ugly greedy behavior um just it's just a lot of using 
of other people mm. and and it looks very glamorous and beautiful from the outside uh looking in and i know that i'm sure um people like look at you know bottle service girls and bartenders and like oh my god they make such good money and they're pretty and they're this but like they don't understand that it's just like a vicious cycle that like will eat you up and chew you up and spit you out and i'm happy that i can't say i was spit out but I'm happy that I just started to recognize that. And it did take some big things like um, the relationship that I had with my fiance. Me and my fiance were just, um, we were your like party couple, but it, it, we just loved to entertain. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it could be going like out to nightclubs and like uh, we would invite all of our friends and we w- it was just a thing for us we enjoyed that energy of sharing those memories with mm-hmm. other people and I mean he loved to cook so we would do the same thing at our house or we would our house was like open doors to anybody like I could meet you at the club and be like oh she's drunk we're gonna like take her home and like give her clothes and then like she'll like sober up a little bit and then she could party with us and hang out <laughs> and we would do that we would mm-hmm. just like take in strays yeah um and that's just who we were. That's why we vibed so well. And um, as much as I loved my fiance, and I and I still do, I think that he, um, I believe in multiple multiple soulmates. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that he was one of my big soulmates, and I think that there was just there was nothing I couldn't tell him that like he would be like, ew, you did what? Like, like anything. Like I could be like, yo, like this is like one of my biggest darkest secrets and I would tell him and he would just be like is that it like is that all so there was really just a sense of like like, he got to see you at your worst and he was still like okay yeah like it was just like no judgment and it was just like that's it all right light me a cigarette like what the hell and and I love that like there was just um, I felt like I could be totally myself. I felt like I dated a lot of guys that would be like, oh, if you wear that, then you dress like a whore. And mm. you don't respect me. And it was like, what? like, I'm not like that. Or I'm not doing that. Or I'm not trying to disrespect you. And like him, like, it would be like, what outfit do you want? He'd be like, the sexier one, of course. And I was like, <laughs> really? Like, I love it. And, and, you know, and it was just a different type of treatment that I had had from, like, men yeah. before. Um, and... You know, I, because of that, like, I would just be like, are you, are you sure? My mom always taught me, like, there's a way to dress when you're in a relationship and there's a way to dress when you're single. And some of those single outfits got to go away, you know, in the closet when you get into, like, and no, he, he would just, he would buy me clothes, like, all the time. He would go to, like, BCBG and, be, like, this black lace dress and, like, he he loved to flaunt me. Mm-hmm. Um, And that was nice because I had definitely dated my share of like jealous guys Mm. who like tried to control me or tell me what to do um and I think that he just gave me life in that aspect so like because he was that person to me um I would have followed him into flames like there's just like any nothing that I wouldn't have done for him and yeah so he was from Milwaukee and uh we had got, we, we used to go to Milwaukee a lot. Um, we had some friends up there and we used to just go and drive up there like either for the weekend or for the night. And he introduced me to one of his friends and had, I knew that his friend had just gotten out of jail, but I didn't know what for. And um, 
I'm the type of person that when you when you date me, if I trust you, I will trust you and I don't need to ask questions about every part of your business or, or things like that. And so um, I welcome this person into my life with open arms and I seen this person. We um, helped give him a job at the shop. My fiance had a few body shops that he owned. And, uh, we, you know, we put him to work because, you know, he's feeling, um, having mm-hmm. a hard time getting a job. Mm-hmm. And saw this person, like, every every week for a year. And and this person was the type of person that would see me out at the bar. And maybe my fiancé went to go smoke. Or maybe my fiancé went to the bathroom. And I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go smoke. And he would, like, walk me, escort me, stand next to me while I smoke. And I would just kind of always be like, oh, my God, like, you you're such a good, you're, you're like, you're a good guy. Like, what are you yeah. doing hanging out with us degenerates? Like, we're always <laughs> at the club partying. And, and you know, he didn't drink much. Um, he didn't do any drugs. Like, he, he just seemed, like, really chill. And, like, if I went inside, he would, like, pull up a chair for me, ask me how I was doing. Like, seemed like a genuine friend. And I feel like I always went out of my way to be nice to him. Mm-hmm. And that he, he appreciated that, that he noticed that. And, um... Yeah, so I, um, me, me and my fiance had him over um, the night that, that this happened. And it, uh, my fiance had woken me up because I struggled with depression. And he woke me up at like 7.30 p.m. And was like, baby, you slept all day. Like, why don't you go take a bath? Um, and, you know, so-and-so's going to come over later. And we also had this girl staying with us. Um, she was a bartender at one of our friend's bars and she had a squirrel infestation in her apartment and she lived like six blocks away from us. Yeah. The most random stuff. And, um, we just told her, Hey, well, why don't you just come stay at our house for like two, three days? We're right mm-hmm. down the street from you if you need to grab anything. So yeah, I, um, uh, I took a bath. He went to Jewel, got stuff to make tacos and my, the girl was there when I got out of this bath. And I came into the kitchen and like the food was all done. He was still in the kitchen. She was laying on the couch and we were just like, let's watch scary movies. We ate, we drank and uh, it got kind of late. It's like 11 o'clock and I'm like, where's so-and-so? How come he's not here yet? My fiance's kind of just like brushing me off. Like, I don't know, it's on his way. Mm-hmm. And he had like gotten a phone call and it just, you know, he picked up and was like, who is this? And hung up. And I, at that point, I'm like texting him like, what's going on? And he's like, nothing. I think so-and-so is here. I'm just going to call so-and-so, so-and-so. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And um, the person came and they rang the doorbell. And I went and I opened the door. And I was like, hey, come in. We've been waiting for you. And I'm all bubbly because we've been taking shots of Hennessy and eating tacos and watching scary movies. And I make a joke. I'm like, do you like our, like, 16-year-old girl that we uh, took in? <laughs> and he's looking at her like, do you need help? And I'm like, it's a joke. Like, she's, she's like, 20-something years old. Yeah. Like, you know, she bartends. I'm kidding. Yeah, right. I'm kidding. Yeah. But now I think that it wasn't that he was looking at her like she needed help. It was more of like, there's someone else here that he didn't expect to be there. And uh, I really think that she was the difference between me being here to tell this story or not. Because um, I think that any other time 
this person would have came over. Usually me and my fiance would be like laying in bed and like watching TV in our room. And I think that it would have been a much easier angle for him to just come in and yeah, shoot us both like while we were laying in bed and just walk out. Mm-hmm. But the dynamics were different. We were in the living room. We had company. And he was just acting kind of strange. And he, he then asked to go back to the car to get his backpack because he was supposed to spend the night. And we were supposed to be doing this because his, him and his girlfriend broke up. Or at least that's the story I was told. Mm-hmm. Mm. But he left out our back door. He was like, I'm going to go out the back because my, my car's parked closer to the alley. And I forget my fiance was like, we'll take those bags of trash with you while you go down. And he was like, okay, but just watch my back. Again, it was just like a lot of weird comments that were being said, but that weren't being processed. And this was the comment made from? From the other guy. From the other guy, from from, so-and-so. Yeah, from so-and-so. Okay. And me and my fiance had like this like three-bedroom condo, so you had to walk straight down the hallway, and our master bedroom was at the end. So we had a balcony that we could see out the back. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and we went into our room, and I remember I went to use the restroom, and I saw, like, I, I can vaguely remember seeing him laying on the bed, and he was just, like, going at it with his thumbs on his phone. And I think now it was, like, panic. I think he sensed something was off, and I think that he was trying to call people. Um, I know other people that told me he tried calling me, like, you know, minutes before this happened. So he was definitely trying to get people to come to our house. And I just remember being like, what's wrong? And he was like, so-and-so's not acting right. And I was like, but it's so-and-so. Like, stop. You're being paranoid. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish I could. I didn't say those words to him. Um, so we went back into the living room. And so-and-so rang the doorbell again, came back up the front door. And this time my fiance or, uh, opened the door. And I remember looking over from the couch and seeing... That he didn't have a backpack, but he was like, hey, yo, uh, can I talk to you in your bedroom for a second? So me and the girl that were staying there, we uh, we continued to watch whatever movie was on. And they like faded off down the hallway and closed the door. And it was like less than five minutes. And I've never heard gunshots in person before. And it just kind of sounded like a cabinet, like an office cabinet, like hitting the ground hard but like a few times. And and the girl that was there with me, she like jumped to her feet and you just seen like sheer panic in her face. And I like try to be a little more calm and collected in situations. I was like, what are these morons doing? Um, And I'm like, let me go check. And she... I, I went to the kitchen, I grabbed a knife, because that's what you do in a scary movie. Like, you go to the kitchen, grab a knife, you hear something uh, scary. And she just, like, kind of pleaded with me and was like, please don't go down that hallway. Please don't go. And I and I was just like, you're crazy. My, my fiance's down there. I'm going to go see what's happening. And she stayed by the front door, and I walked down the hallway and tried to push my way into the door and it felt like somebody was standing in front of it and so I gave it like a good like three shoves and finally I got the door open and I see like 
directly in front of me. And he's pointing a gun at me. Like he's like a foot away from me. The gun is a foot away from me. That's how close we are. And I can see out of like my peripheral on my left eye that my fiance is laid across the bed diagonally with his head at the like where the pillows would be and his um i'm sorry with his feet where the pillows would be and his head at the bottom of the bed but his back is to me so i can't see him and it just sounds kind of like snoring so my fiance when he would get bored of your conversation usually this was just with me he would be like you know like he would like start snoring and be like are you done talking <laughs> And I thought that it was one of those moments. Like, I was just like, let's catch up. These guys are playing jokes. Mm -hmm. They're trying to scare us. We're watching scary movies. And I'm looking at so-and-so, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? And he pulls the trigger. And I I'm, don't know how else to describe this. I just felt like a shield, like, went over me. Like, I just felt like something just protected me and and like those bullets like just started like ricocheting sideways into the walls and and he shot at me twice like right there point blank like a foot away and I thought that they were blanks because like I felt the air and I even felt gunpowder like like dust my face and I was like you're shooting at me with blanks this is a joke this is a joke this is a joke like this is not real and um but after that second pull, I just I just turned and I bolted and I ran down our hallway and the second door on the right was our bathroom. And I just went in there and I slammed the door. Mind you, I'm still holding the knife. And I like locked it and I just start backstepping towards the tub. And I just hear him like, doo, 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 and he just kicks the door open and lets off fire again. And I just drop to my to like my ass. Like I just dropped to my ass hands up and then I just drop the knife and he lets off another one and I'm just like crying and laughing at the same time um this hasn't happened many times in my life um but like what happened to my best friend Samantha we have cried and laughed at the same time so it is like the most strange thing to describe but you're just like Huh, what's going on <laughs> like, it's like a defense mechanism yeah. almost to like pr help you from almost overdrive of what you're experiencing and I was just like so and so like don't kill me I don't know what's going on I don't know if this is a joke um I I, I and he just like kind of started giving me like a confession or telling me not to feel bad for my fiance and I I, I just was like just get out just get out like stop confessing stop telling me anything like just get the hell out of my house mm -hmm. and I was like I just want to check on him is he okay is he okay and he's like you just stay right here because I have two more guys downstairs waiting to finish the job and don't you just don't you fucking move like you stay right here and I'm like okay okay just get out just get out the back door's right there just get out and he like ran to our room we went back down the hallway to our room and I'm like poking my head out and he, like, grabbed this safe that me and my fiancé had bought, like, a few months prior. My fiancé actually gave me my engagement ring in it. it. Like, he put my ring in the in the safe, and we opened it. It was a two-key safe. Um, and 
And he grabbed that and then he ran past me and he was like, get your ass back in the bathroom. And then he ran to our living room and grabbed my fiance's phone off the couch. And then he ran out the back door. And when I poked my head out, my front door was open. Um, the girl that was with us was nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. And my first instinct was to call my neighbor. Because my neighbor always had a gun. Um, and I just called him and he was like, Vanity, what happened? We heard the gunshots. And I was like, I just need you to come here. I need you to like help me right now. Like they shot Steve. And um, I, I need your help. And so then I hang up with him and... I was like, and grab your gun, just grab your gun. And I hang up with him and I call 911 and then I go in my bedroom and I'm just like rubbing my fiance's back and I don't have it in me to like look at his face. I just am like rubbing his back and I'm like, can you hear me? And he's like trying to make effort to like, um, let me know that he can hear me. Um, but like what I thought was snoring was he was shot three times, like in his face, like underneath his eye and like in his nose. So he was trying like to breathe and Mm -hmm. that's what the snoring sound was. Um, and yeah, my neighbor came over, saw him freaked out too and was like, what the hell? And I'm like, I need you to keep it together with me right now because like the ambulance is coming and the cops got there first and they, uh, they told me, you know, like, you have to wait here. You can't ride with him. You're a witness. And I'm just like, like, how much more can you hurt me right now? Right. Um, and I had to go to the police station. And I found out later um, that he was he was already dead when he left. Like, you know, had I rode in the in the ambulance with them, like, they, they weren't able to revive him. Um but yeah, I, I went to the police station. I gave my statement, like, I don't know, like two, three times. They let me smoke in there. God bless those cops. Like, I was just like, like, chain smoking. My phone's ringing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm at the police station. I got to call you later. And I got out. Well, right as I was getting out, they brought the girl in. And she had ran home barefoot, mm-hmm. no phone, like broken glass all in her feet to just get to a phone to call for help. And she saw me and she just, fell to her knees and just broke down and she was just like I saw him kill you I saw him shoot you in the eyes like in the face like she's like I saw him put the gun up to your face and pull the trigger and I would have never left you and I was like I saw that too (laughs) I was like I saw that too Mm -hmm. I don't know um and you know and when I was there with the police before they took me for my statement they were like yeah those weren't blanks and they took me to like each hole in the wall and like the holes in the tile. And he was like, he was he was shooting at you. He was aiming at you. And they just missed you. And I was just like mind blown. Like how do you shoot somebody like three times, point blank, right in their face and then miss four times? Like I'm a foot away from you. You yeah. have me in a bathroom. Like, you know, I, they, they thought that he probably left me because he ran out of bullets. But like I had a knife next to me. You could have strangled me chopped mm-hmm. me up um you know i want to say that he spared me because i was always nice to him <laughs> um and yeah. that's where i gotta like thank my character i guess because you know i i never i don't think that i that he ever wanted to kill me but um it is still a mystery why he killed my fiance um police think it's a robbery 
Uh, I think it's just a little too personal to shoot somebody three times in their face. Why not just rob us? Yeah. Um, but, and, and who knows if I ever will know. Uh, I just, uh, I, I'm not sure. that That's like the only thing that haunts me is not knowing. Like I would just like love more than anything to like at one point, one day, like be able to like, I don't care if I have to like go to prison and like sit glass to glass with him and just give me like a reason so like I can like rest. Like what is it that, you know, because I, I didn't think that anybody wanted to, to kill us. I think that we were good to a lot of our friends um, and that we like helped a lot of people, you know, um, or invited a lot of people into our home. Mm -hmm. So that's all I can really like think about. Um, but that also just makes me more cautious with people now because now it's just like, well, if I thought that my friend, <laughs> like my fiance, yeah. then, you know, then there's people with, different intentions that I'm not picking up on and like I thought I was a good judge of character and so now I'm just like even more cautious and I um, question you know uh, I, I think uh, after this happened I remember I saw a homeless woman and she was like standing out on the street and I called my mom up and I'm like what is wrong with me why do I want to put this homeless lady in my car and take her to my house and give her a shower and give her some food? And I'm like, after everything I just went through, you would think I would be like, no, fuck people. Yeah. Leave me the fuck alone. And um, and I'm like, and I'm over here like, don't do that. What if she like kills you in your sleep at night? <laughs> um, But still, those are yeah. the thoughts. And like me calling my mom can I pick her up? Is, mm -hmm. My mom's like, yeah, no, maybe just give her five bucks or something. Like, give her some money. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously that, that was, what was it? Two years ago? That was 2018. That was three years three ago. Three years ago. Okay. Where are you at with it now? Uh, before this third anniversary, I, um, I was reflecting on it a lot and um, I definitely spent a lot of, I spent two years of grieving in a dark place, um, heavy drinking and long nights up um, and like long, long nights of like torturing myself, just like looking at photos, looking at videos, wanting to hear his voice, going through his computer, looking for answers, like trying to like look up background checks on people, mm -hmm. like just whatever I could do to try and figure out why this happened. And then I moved back home with my parents when the shutdown happened. And like, just, it, it, it made me put like those toxic habits to rest. And that's what I'm so grateful for. Um, and I just really, like life just started to lighten back up. Mm -hmm. And I told myself before, this third year anniversary like this is going to be the year that you let it go it's time to like stop stop lingering and being sad like stop torturing and don't get me wrong it's not like I went out and I was just like depressed all day like mm -hmm. and crying but it was like me torturing myself when I was alone like that's probably one of the reasons I liked to be out so much was because like when you get home and it's just quiet and it's dark and there's no one else there, that's when it hurts the most. Silence is the loudest. Mm -hmm. There's a reason they say it. It's um, it's easy to surround yourself with noise because 
it's noise and you don't listen to that right. little voice that little gut voice your little heart voice whatever whatever you want to call it but when you finally do get in stillness it's a um it's where all the answers lie but it's not always a pretty place to go yeah and i just feel like my whole life i've always been like the type of person to make myself happy so whenever i'm sad i'm like well i don't want to be sad mm-hmm. how can i make myself happy oh i could get dressed up hit up my girlfriends we can go out to a club tonight we can go drink mm-hmm. we'll dance the night away mm-hmm. and all of my problems will still be there tomorrow but i'll figure out a band-aid for that too yeah like- <laughs> but i'm gonna feel good right now right yeah yeah do you feel steve with you mm. Yeah, I um, I get lots of little random, like songs that'll be on. Like I have a playlist for Steve, and we had playlists together. He mm-hmm. was really into music too. Like he had DJ equipment, and um, there will be songs that are just on in places that like they do not belong. And and those are like the moments where I'm like, okay, I feel you. Mm-hmm. Um. He also had uh, he had a Mercedes Benz CLS um, the sixty three, and every once in a while, like even directly after, I had like one of them trying to race me on the highway, and I was like, like I was in like an infinity, and I was like, I'm not racing you, but I feel like that's Steve. Like yeah. those are, and I mean other people could be like that's just a coincidence, and mm-hmm. that's cool. Let me believe what I want to believe. That's what makes me happy. Right. Um, I feel like he reaches out here and there. Um, but not the way that I thought mm. I was going to feel him. And that to me, I just kind of feel like he doesn't want me to linger uh. um, with him. Like, like that there's more to life that mm-hmm. I have to go through. And although I'll never forget him... Um, I think he was just another chapter in my life. Yeah. Yeah. A huge one though. Yeah, a huge one. A huge huge chapter. Um, in the three years now, you know, with everything that's happened, what has been the um like your greatest takeaway having gone through something so traumatic? Um I think I learned that you got to pick yourself up. Um, and I think I learned that I can eventually pick myself up, even if I struggle, even if I have bad days. I know that I can. And I just, um, like, even when I do my prayers, like, I talk to God and I'm like, have patience with me. I know I'm running thin on patience with you, but. Um, like I just, I'm just like, don't give up on me yet. Like, please don't give up on me yet because like, I can feel it. Like I know Mm -hmm. like I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow through with this and I'm gonna do great things. Um, and and I feel like I, I definitely had like my spiritual awakenings and I just feel wiser now. Um, I felt really lost and in a dark place for a while. And now that I see the light, I feel like wiser and I see other people that are going through it, and it's like, okay, you need me to go through it first, so I could find my way out, and then I can help them find their way out. And mm-hmm. and I feel like that's, I've had people from grammar school or people that I've just met once or twice 
that when I used to share like my pain or I used to post about my fiance, people from the, like out of the woodworks that would just hit me up and tell me their stories and tell me their losses. And it just put things into perspective. Like we are all struggling. Um, and some people can talk about it yeah. <laughs> and some people can't talk about it. And, um, since I am more of an outspoken person, uh, I talk about it and I share it and then people will message me directly and talk about their own experiences. Mm -hmm. And I love, I, I love to be the ears for some people. Um, I've even gone as far as like, just like meeting someone up for coffee or dinner and just like hearing them out or, um, I've had really beautiful relationships stem from things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, like friendships and, uh, I'll say I've kept my spirits up and I feel like I'm going towards a better chapter of my life. Like mm -hmm. I feel like a, I don't think that the dark times are done and I don't think that like I'll never suffer another loss or, but I think that I'm learning how to cope with them better mm -hmm. and healthier so that they don't have such a hard impact on me and I don't struggle as much with them now. Yeah. I think, um, you'd be foolish to think that dark times don't happen. And again, I'm like a, I feel like I'm just a book of fucking cliches and I don't even care. Like as I'm getting older, I just like don't even care. But I'm like, uh -huh. you really can't appreciate a rainbow unless there's a storm. And you can't gain wisdom and understanding unless you go through some bullshit. And it's like, not that I, not that anyone's like, give me the bullshit, let me go through it, you know? Like, no one no one wants to go through it. But again, you, you talk about the hard times and the hard lessons that you have to learn in every situation. And it's like, that's where growth comes. And that's where you gain your, like, empathy and your understanding. And as fucking terrible as it is in the moment and, and, you, and you're down and you feel like, like why, you know, like, and I get, I, I, I can't even imagine how many times you've asked yourself, like, fucking oh, why, man? Like showers, showers for two years were like my cry sessions, mm -hmm. and I would just be like, face on the glass, like why, 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 you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and and now I, I think that, um, you know, I think that as much as I loved my fiance, I don't think that I was the best version of myself with him mm -hmm. uh, I don't think he was the best version of himself with me um but that like our demons kind of played well together mm -hmm. and um you know as like much as like um I think that when I was with him like I idolized like that Harley Quinn Joker relationship um you know like those like two villains the like, two we, it's we like never, it... we were never the heroes we yeah were the villains together yeah um and now I'm just like I know that's not what I want. That's not what I want my relationship to be like. I don't want to be two fucked up people. Um, you know, mm -hmm. like uh it's it's not it's not that I wouldn't have done it with him. It's that now that I have a second chance mm -hmm. um at being a better person and creating better karma for myself. Mm -hmm. Now I kind of go back to I don't think that I've I'm like being a hypocrite, I think I'm going back to the morals and principles I was raised with as a mm, kid. Yeah. Like the ones that I threw away because I thought that I was untouchable and that like, you know, my mom didn't know anything. Yeah. Um, and now, now I'm just like, okay, this is who I was before. I don't know how I got so lost. 
but like it does mean a lot to me to be a good person it does mean a lot to me to be selfless it does mean a lot to me to give back to other people to be grateful for what i have and i think that being grateful for what i have helps me not look at what i don't have like what's been taken from me um now i'm just like i, I listen to other people's story like you've been through that Man, then of course I can get my ass out of bed every day. Of course I can make it to work. Of mm -hmm. course I can work four jobs and go to school. Of course I can do this. Yeah. Like, because I also hear other people's stories and I'm like, wow. Like, you know, like, we we um, were not prepared for the type of world that exists. Um, I think that we... Uh, we were kind of just told, like, oh, yeah, you're going to... Grow up one day, and you're gonna go to college, and you're gonna get a career, and then you're gonna get married, and you're gonna. And it wasn't like no one said like, "Oh, but your grandfather's gonna die of a heart attack, and your husband will be shot, or your fiance will be killed in your home, and your, you know, like no one talked about like all the possibilities of things, and like you know, and by the way, your parents will get cancer or something like all of the real shit that happens in the world mm -hmm. isn't discussed to kids and i get it we're like trying to protect them but we also like put us in a bubble and when shit hits the fan and we become adults we go into mental breakdowns because we're like holy fuck we didn't know it was gonna be this hard like right <laughs> no one told us it was gonna be this hard yeah kiss people not dogs which oh, I hate but I ha I'm like I hate that I'm fucking laughing at this because it's not funny but it's like really fucking funny yeah, at the same time so um so let me start off by saying this when I was um 11 I got into a really bad scooter accident um where I flipped over the scooter and two of my teeth came out of my mouth. My lips swelled up all the way to my nose. And this entire side of my left face was um, scabbed and bruised. And I didn't leave the house um, for the whole summer. I didn't let my mother take a photo of me because I – because my, and my mom's like the photo queen. Like we call her Kodak Kathy. And <laughs> I was really like, cute. I don't ever want to remember what I looked like. Like I don't ever want to remember this version of myself and there will you will not take a photo. So there is not a single photo that exists of me looking like this. Um, so again, when I heard everything that happened to you, and then you showed people, I just remember being like, again, my heart. I was like, I couldn't even fucking imagine ever showing anyone my like I I literally I didn't show people my face. Like people would come over to my house and I would go upstairs and hide because I was I was like, I could see them looking at me and I could see <laughs> I could just read them and I could feel them and I, I don't even know if you understand the like bravery it takes for you to like just be like yeah it happened and I have a, I have scars and it's going to be okay and so again guys as if vanity hasn't already almost died a bunch of times <laughs> um you recently got bit in the face by a dog I just find it like absolutely incredible that you've been so open about everything. And I guess I just want to know why. Um, so yes, I was bit. Uh, I got a dog that bit 75% of my lower lip off. And it happened like, like I want to say the worst time. Like as if there was like a really great time for it to happen. Mm -hmm. But um. Literally, like, maybe the two weeks before. No, 
No, I'm sorry. Three months before, I was like, I called my best friend Samantha, Samantha Clancy, everybody. And I was just like, I am, I'm feeling my purpose in life. And mm-hmm. I was like, I want to be an Instagram fitness model. Like, I want to like meal prep and like post recipes and like motivate people. And like, I had been motivating people for a while now. Mm-hmm. And I was just getting such good feedback that I was just like, I want to do this. Like, I want to yeah. go after it. I want to work with, like, an activewear brand. Mm-hmm. I want to work with a supplement company, which I do work with a supplement company. I'm like, I want to work at the gym. Like, I just started, like, manifesting what I wanted to do with yeah. this. And, like, I know for, like, years I've teased my brother and told him, like, I'm going to be an Instagram fitness model. And he's, like, rolled his eyes and looked at me like, yeah, okay. I'm like, no, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do, do it. it. Yeah. And, um, and I felt like all of this was, like, falling into place for me. And then best friend's husband was like killed and it really put like a dark cloud over like all of my happiness like because I was still happy yeah but it was like I couldn't be like as happy and even Mm -hmm. like even when that happened I tried to limit myself on social media Mm -hmm. um but like social media has become such a part of like it's like my online journal yeah. Like, like, I've always, like, kept, like, a diary or a journal. Mm-hmm. And now, instead of, like, just telling myself my thoughts, like, I'm like, let's see who else has thoughts about this. Hey, guys, let's talk about, like, domestic violence today. Hey, guys, mm-hmm. let's talk about, you know, uh, mental health and depression. Hey, guys, let's talk about, you know, what do you guys want to do, like, with your fitness goals. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, like, I was, I was just, like, full steam ahead. And I felt like I even used that to pull me through helping my best friend grieve. And I was like, when you're going to do that, when you're going to use your social media, that means you have to post photos and videos and Mm -hmm. talk on your social media. And when this dog bite happened, I was like, okay, I can either be devastated and let go of everything that I've been saying I'm going to do with my social media. And like, I I pride myself in like wanting to like spread love and positivity. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not about like... Let's all have six packs. And if you don't have a six pack, then you're just a lazy piece of shit. Right. It's like, do whatever you need to do to make yourself happy with your body. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if like that's a six pack or if that's just walking every day. And like, yeah. you're happy with how your body looks because you just walk every day and you get that exercise. Like I am so sick of seeing on my social media just all fake asses and fake boobs and like like lip injections and and here's the thing i'm not body shaming that Mm -hmm. i'm not saying if that's what you're happy doing then do it but it felt like natural beauty was kind of getting drowned out yeah it was like it was like you know like oh by the way you're not beautiful anymore even if you're naturally blessed you're not beautiful anymore unless you have a fat ass with a lipoed stomach and and like that's what i was getting like sad about like wait a minute like that's not the only way you can look, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I started looking and like, um, like, you know, like J-Lo. J-Lo is yeah. like, like one of my, uh, like body role models. Like fit because like, she's older and like, don't be wrong. I'm not saying J-Lo hasn't gotten work done. I'm not saying she doesn't go to a Medi spa. Right. But I'm saying you can tell that she works for it. Oh yeah. In, in addition to what the money that she has, she works for it. She's mm-hmm. putting in, she's posting photos at the gym, dripping sweat, like yeah. on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. So you know that she's still like putting that effort. And I was like, well, I want to be more like that. Mm-hmm. I want to be that type of role model. I want to yeah. be that type of like Instagram fitness model. I don't want to just, 
you know, go and pay for a body. I, first off, I don't have money for a body like that. I don't have doctor money, guys. Right. So, like, I have to work twice as hard. Yeah. That's like my girlfriends that got money. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I get that. And so, so yeah, so when this dog bite happened, I was like, I either have to run and hide and mm-hmm. let go of everything that I've been building with my social media. I'm like, or I have to incorporate this into my fitness inspiration like my and I was like you know I've been through other accidents and I've made the recovery process like a public thing and Mm -hmm. I'm like so this is just like I still want this to be used for fitness but this is also a recovery you know yeah uh content page and I think that it's in a way it's actually helped me like my followers on like Instagram are growing like like hundreds in the last month that I'm like and I swear for like the last year I've been trying to get up to like just this amount and right. I haven't been able to. And I just realized that like my recovery process was driving a lot of people to my page. Mm-hmm. And I, I had converted my Instagram to a like uh, a professional account because I want to monetize my my Instagram so that I can go to school and make money. And make money, yeah. Without having to work somewhere 40 hours a week. Yep. And, um, but like, but making money, helping people, like not mm-hmm. doing something shitty or like selling somebody like, you know, hydroxy cut or something like a purpose, like, yeah, like, like there's a purpose here. Like mm-hmm. I want you to feel good. And I want you to see like, if I lost 40 pounds, you can lose 40 pounds. Mm-hmm. You can use what I've been doing or you can use whatever tools you need to. Yeah. But I'm also here for like questions and help along mm-hmm. the way. And, um, so that's what I did. So I just I I, I started like I, I know when I um when I first saw my face without the bandages after the dog bite, I was just like I look a little Frankenstein-y. <laughs> that's what I told my mom. I was like, oh shit, I look a little Frankenstein-y. Cause like, you know, the the scars were real thick and like mm-hmm. you could see like the stitches going across and I was like Oh, I got a Halloween costume. <laughs> Vanity. <laughs> and um I, I and I've just always been like that. Like dark humor is my thing and I can make fun of myself. And I think that like, you know, my friends would be like, I'm so happy you started this because we were gonna roast you. And I'm like, oh, let's roast away. I'm like, I'm still gonna roast you. Like yeah. um and uh and yeah, I started just like joking about it and posting about it and just like saying like this is my face. Mm-hmm. Um and some people are probably gonna have nasty things to say about it. Some will say it to my face, some might not say it. But I feel I figure if I open up the 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 conversation to joke about it, mm-hmm. then people will be like, Well, you know, you yeah. do look a little Frankenstein. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, that's cool. That's what I got rhinestone masks for. Yeah. And I got makeup from Whole Foods. Um and uh yeah i mean i i've gotten mixed reactions i definitely get like some people that are like look up and then like look away and Mm. you just tell like they're just in shock yeah not saying that they're being terrible human beings like i know how people are like i'm sure that we've been out or me and my friends have been out or me and my dad have been out and him been like hey did you see that that real pretty girl in that wheelchair like i wonder what happened to her yeah you know and and we're we're just curious Mm -hmm. and um, I almost hope that like more people would just come up to me and just be like, what happened to your face? So <laughs> I, I was going to say, I bet though the people that are coming up to you, there's um, like a gentleness to the people that are being attracted to you now. Mm-hmm. So, and as strange as, as it is, it's like, is it 
getting rid of the bullshit. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like as 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 fucked up as that sounds to no. say, but like maybe we're here, no, we're here. Yeah, but it's like I think now that's because I I always say to people I'm like you know it's like yes you can see this and and yes and you and it's and it's great to feel good on the outside, but like but it's here mm-hmm. and like the soul of a person never dies, never fades, never grays. Like that 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 shit's gonna be radiating long long after. Right. Our six packs are gone, you know. <laughs> so, but I, but I always say, like, is like, what's the, what's the soul? And to me, like that, that's the kind of relationship I know that I want, and those are the type of people that I just want to be around. Is that like that meaningful soulfulness? That um, it doesn't matter how much makeup or fucking Botox you get, it just you can't, you can't hide that. It's it's real genuine connection. Yes. And- yeah. And, like, my mom will say, like, I have dated, like, the rainbow. She's like, you've dated, like, every race, every religion, every, like, you know. And and that's just because I have never dated for, like, money or looks. That doesn't Mm -hmm. mean I haven't dated guys with money. And it doesn't mean I haven't dated guys, like, that are very good looking. Mm -hmm. But I have to have some type of connection with you. Of course. And, and like, that connection can grow. Like, you can grow on me as mm-hmm. I get to know you. And, like, all of a sudden, like, you are the sexiest thing to me. And I never looked twice at you before. Right. But it's just, like, getting to know someone is, is so fun to me. Like, it's, like, my favorite thing to do. It's, like, <laughs> getting to, like, know someone, getting to know, like, how they tick and, like, where they grew up. And, and just, like, their details of their life, I, I think it's just so beautiful. And, like, that's why I'm such a social bu- social butterfly. That's why I like to go out mm-hmm. to bars and clubs. And I'll have really meaningful, deep talks, like, at a nightclub. Like, let's go to the bathroom and just sit in there for 45 minutes. I'm like, oh, my God, you went through this. Me, too. Like <laughs> Bathroom conversations when you're out are, like, the girls' room is just, like, the best place on the planet when you're out, I swear to God. I make friends with all of the women that work in the bathrooms. So yeah. Like, you know, like, mamas. Yeah. You know, and I'll be in there and like I have had ex-boyfriends that have been like what the fuck were you doing in the bathroom for like 45 minutes mm-hmm. and I'm like oh I was talking to mama yeah and like these girls weren't tipping her so I was telling them that they better tip her one girl threw up but actually she should mop her own throw up and like <laughs> like I will be there like to defend them and um how did we get to this hold on I don't even I'm not really sure but it, um, I'm, I'm here for it oh but um but so yeah it's about genuine connection for yeah. me and I know that a few people had reached out after that my accident, and they did not beat around the bush. They were like, "We're worried about like you know romantically, like you know you dating." And oh um, wow, yeah, like and like and they're just like we just like uh, like their responses were kind of the same. Like we just know that God's just gonna send you like somebody like really fucking special. And I was like, you know, yeah. that's all I can feel in my heart yeah. is that. Um, now, like, we took out the bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. now all of the guys that just wanted to, like, for the looks, like, yeah. I just thought, like, I was just, like, hot and, like, just want, like, a notch in their bedpost. Like, those guys are gone. We, we already know because they're superficial mm-hmm. and, like, they don't want connection. They don't want anything real. Mm-hmm. They just want, you know, like, a sexy girl. Yeah. And, um, and I kind of like that because now it's like, all right, so if you, like, come and you hit on me now, now you're you're deeper. You have you're, like you yeah. have some character in yeah. you. Um and I mean it's kind of premature, but I have met somebody since my accident. I think my best friend Samantha. Go Sam. And, <laughs> and um and exactly what we're talking about. Like just like I just remember like 
texting with this guy and being like, look, I'm like, I'm normally a very confident woman. Yeah. So I put my ego's a little bruised here. Right. And I am like fucking terrified because it was so early on that I couldn't even put makeup on yet. It oh, was wow. like literally like a week and a half after my accident. And, and this guy's like, yeah, like, you want to come over? I'll cook you dinner tomorrow. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, God, is that you? Like, I'm like, I have Talk- to lose my lip to find a guy. Really? That's a little fucked up. But. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, um, my God. But, uh, but yeah, like, and I just remember texting him and I was, I told him, like, just kind of worried about the scars. I'm not going to lie. Like, because, you know, it's one thing to, like, see my Instagram and, like, see the photos. Like, by the way, guys. All the photos that I post on Instagram, they have a filter on them. We are not doing no filter for a while. Every, every it, it is it, that is the name of the game. It is Instagram. Everyone has a filter. At least until I have like my second like surgery, and I well, feel, until you feel good too. Yeah. yeah. For right now, like it's just yeah. makeup filters and like drawing the hell out of a lower lip, like mm-hmm. you, from from like you know front on it yeah. looks good. Honestly, side, yeah, you cannot t- like you can tell that like there's no lip there. But honestly. <laughs> Honestly, you really, <laughs> you really can't, like, even, like, us sitting here looking face-to-face, like, you really, it just looks like your top is puffier than your bottom. Yeah. Some which, like, some women have like that. I have a really, like, yeah, like, skinny lower lip. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so this guy's response to that was, if you're worried about your scars, they won't bother me. I think the imperfections are beautiful. And, yes, mouth drop. I was like, who sent you? Like, I was, like, on the defense. Like, who are you? Who sent you? Like, suspect. Real su- And, you know, like, that's terrible. I should have been like, oh, my God, it's a sweet No, but, but I think it's, 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 it's your, it's your, your guard protecting you. Yeah. You exactly. know? I'm more yeah. cautious around people. Rightfully um, so. Honestly, I think anyone who had been in your shoes would be cautious. So um, potentially good things on the horizon. We'll have to check in in a few months and, and, and see where you and Mr. Mr. Mystery Man, fall, <laughs> God falling him from the sky, come from. Um, okay, last question because and we could honestly fucking sit here all night and talk. I know, I know we, we could. could. I know we could. Um, but I would love to know, like, if, again, people listening, going through hard times – I, you have hit the lows. You've been in the darkness. You're towards the light. You're you're seeing the light. You're walking in the light and still gravitating towards it. What would you say to someone who is having a hard time picking themselves up to walk towards the light? That um, you need to find someone that you can like open up to. And, like, whether that's a therapist, like, some people don't want to tell their family or their friends. Like, I know what it's like to live a double life with many people in many different phases of my life. And I know that if someone just would have known all the truth, then, like, somebody would have been able to, like, hey, you shouldn't be, like, doing that. And you need someone, um, I feel like, in order to get out of that darkness quicker. Mm. Someone to be like, hey, you've been drinking for the last seven days. You're drinking a bottle of wine a day. That's not healthy. Um, but if you're lying, you're like, oh, yeah, no, this is my first glass today. I don't drink that often. You know, and then that person leaves and then another person comes over later and you're on your second bottle of wine. Like, you need someone 
to be able to like help keep tabs on you. And I seriously, I believe in therapy. Um, I have a therapist, but I also just believe that like all of my friends and family mm-hmm. are my therapist because that's why I'm an open book with everybody. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, like I got issues, but let's talk about them. Like, um, they don't bother me. I'm not ashamed of them. I just want to work on them. I want to mm-hmm. be better. I want to yeah. be a better version of myself, but I can admit my faults along the way. So I think that the first thing you have to do is just to like forgive yourself and find someone to like hold you accountable because like so many people have a guilty conscience or anxiety or they they don't think that they're deserving of like happiness and they are. You just have to forgive yourself because like life goes on. It's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Like just a bad day, not a bad life. And I, I believe that even though I've had a lot of bad Ooh. experiences, they've been bad days it's not a bad life because I'm honestly like the happiest depressed person I know. And like when I look at my life, I see all the happy times. Like I don't dwell on all the, the bad times because I got over them. Oh my God. I love that. Okay. So if you will raise your, your bottle with me and anyone who's listening or watching, raise your glass. Um, I found this quote by JK Rowling and she says, rock bottom became the solid foundation in which I rebuilt my life. So ladies and gentlemen, rock bottom isn't a bad place to start. Nope, nope, it's not. You can only go up from there. Rock bottom knows money. <laughs> Alrighty then, guys. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, honestly, Vanity just left me so inspired after we finished chatting that I just felt this new sense of... Um, energy inside of me. And I love being around people like that, that just kind of give you a really good sense of energy because believe me, um, when you go by people who are energy vampires, you you want to be around people that are just like giving you stuff. And that is exactly, um, that was exactly the conversation we had. I would love to hear what your takeaway was from this conversation. You can message um, or comment on Bar Talks accounts. You can uh, DM me personally, whatever it is. I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts and your takeaways. Uh, guys, thank you again for listening on in. Believe me, I it means more to me than you know that you are choosing to listen with me. Um, throughout 70 plus episodes, which is honestly crazy to think about. So thank you guys again from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate it. And take the time today to realize that we have way more in common with each other than we have different. I will see you next time. Take care. Hey everybody, it's closing time. You don't gotta go home, but you can't stay here.